The big question is, what are the top entrepreneurs doing to get more sales, dominate their category, and how can you get the same results without chasing likes and comments? It's time to flip the script. This is the Virtually Famous Podcast. I'm your host, Louise Corbell. Please subscribe. Let's get started. Hi, thank you so much for joining us today. And I have a special guest and his name is Alistair McDermott. Uh, He actually helps invisible experts to remove their cloak of invisibility. That's probably a word that I have a hard time saying and become the recognized authority in their field so that they can actually have more impact and also command the better part is the higher fees. Alistair is also an author, a consultant and business coach. He hosts his own podcast, which is called The Recognized Authority. We have two specializing podcasts. So you have two podcasts. Thank you so much for joining us, Alistair. And just give us a little bit of maybe a better highlight reel of what you, who you help and how you help them. Yeah, sure. And and thank you so much for having me on. And I've just been listening to some of your uh, older episodes and I was listening to to your one about niching down. So I, I, I hope that we can have a chat about that. Yeah, so I, I help in particular in independent consultants, people who are experts in, in, in some way. And I find that a lot of them are wearing a cloak of invisibility. So like in Harry Potter, they don't have a lot of visibility. They're not seen and they're not known. That they might be really great at what they do, but not a lot of people know of them outside of their immediate network. And so a lot of people are in that scenario. The, the route, if you're an expert, the route to growing and becoming an influencer is usually to build your authority and credibility. And so that's what I'm really interested in is that journey to authority and the different ways that you can do that, because that's the way to have more impact and and a way to command premium fees as well, because you even see it with the phrase, she wrote the book on it and that kind of authority that comes along with being seen as an expert. So that's, that's uh, who I help and, and, and why I helped them is because I was in this, I was in this place myself where I wanted to do that and, and, and I found it very difficult. Oh, and that's a perfect segue because uh, you will definitely find that what you've been through already is where you actually end up going. And for me, it was, I was building out sales funnels and people were coming to me without a message. And that's basically my vehicle is my, is the messaging. So I love to ask the BEFTER and the BEFTER for me is the before and after. So if, can you just maybe articulate exactly where are they right now? They're, are they invisible right now? Is that what they're, they're, they're doing? Yeah. So typically the before state. So the, on the whole journey to authority, I, I see four, four stages that you can be at. And the first where everybody starts out as a novice. And you can be really smart, but if you don't have a lot of experience, then you'll probably be starting out as a novice. And usually people will go and get broad experience and they might be getting that at a corporation or they might be getting that on their own in some way, but they're getting this broad experience and eventually they become this expert consultant. And at that point, an awful lot of people will stop there and they're getting most of their business from referrals, from networking. And I did some, I I did a large survey on this and I surveyed over a thousand consultants about their lead generation and and a lot of things related to that. And so what I found was that networking and referrals was the number one source of business development for independent consultants and for firms two to two to 10, also 11 to 50, and also 51 to 200, which was really interesting and shocking to me that there was so much of this dependency on referrals. And we talked a little bit about picking a fight with a concept. And, and for me, it's it's referrals, because I, I think that 
a lot of people are dependent on referrals and, and they want to move away from that because referrals are referrals are dangerous to depend on. They're very hard to do for some people. So that's where so some people are. And, and don't get me wrong, like you can be invisible globally. You can be just visible to a small network. But if you do, if that network is the right people and you're really good at networking and things like that, you can have a seven figure business, no problem. But there are some people there who they want to go a different route. They want to actually grow their visibility and become seen as an expert in their field or an authority in their field. And if you want to go down that route, I think that you have to go through certain steps. And one thing that I noticed is that a lot of these uh, experts who are invisible, who depend on networking, a lot of those are generalists and they're not really niche down. And if you think about authority and you think about the phrase, the recognized authority in her field or the recognized authority in his field, that's how the phrase goes. And so in order to be an authority, I think that you have to niche down. And this is a throwback to what you were just talking about in that last episode, because I think that you have to actually choose a field. You have to specialize. And that's the step that a lot of people don't want to take. They don't want to go through that specialization step because there's a lot of fears involved with it because it feels like you're turning away opportunity, which in fact you are doing. You're turning away most opportunity in order to say a bigger yes to a small subset of that opportunity. But there's a lot of positives that go with that as well, which I'm sure we could talk about. Yeah, no, I think that I agree wholeheartedly with the fact that, yes, you do have to niche down. You have to know exactly who you're helping, but you also have to know the vehicle. And so that's my second, because we talked before, and when we talked about the actual vehicle, and a lot of coaches don't actually have a vehicle, right? They're not Instagram experts, they're not YouTube, they're not, those are platforms, and that becomes your vehicle. How is it, I know that you niche them down, but how are you taking them through that process to get out of being a generalist? Yeah, well, well, there's a logical process that you can take to niching down. And so one thing that you can do is you can audit your previous clients, put them all in a spreadsheet, put in the like the value of the projects and put in the type of business, what industry they were in, the person that the, the, the title of the person you were working with as your contact, you, you can rank them by how closely it aligns with your skill set. And a big one for me is how much you enjoyed working with that particular client. And so you audit this and you start to look for patterns. And, and, and by the way, I have a, a free spreadsheet that, in Google Sheets that people can make a copy of and put in their own details. It's not behind a, an email sign up or anything like that. You can just go to my website and get that. And you can basically just audit your own, audit your own previous client history. Then there are some other tools that I use as well. And I'm sorry, one other thing I should say is I think it's really important to look for things that you're interested in personally, look for patterns, but also look for areas where you might have an unfair advantage. So do you have a family history in some industry or do you have connections? Where can you, where can you find somewhere to niche down that you have some sort of personal advantage? And I think that's really important as well. And then what you can do is you can, you can start to create your positioning based on that. And, and that's how I would start to go back. There are some other tools that I would use in terms of picking a specialization. Like, like one, one simple example is just to imagine that if in three or four years time, you're being invited to speak at a conference, what would the title of your talk be? Or uh, if you were to write a book, what would the title of that book be? And that can be a way of kind of just brainstorming some ideas as well. And what do you want to be known for? And specialization is difficult. It, it, 
I think that people, some people will be able to do it very easily. Some people will need guidance. I personally, I needed guidance. I needed a business coach to help me with it. And it took me quite a while. And when I say quite a while, it took me years to come to that realization. Uh, but when I did, and once I did that, uh, and I started to, to do it, uh, and the process still took about a year and a half, but it took me about three, four years to realize that I needed to do it. So that was the hard part. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's, that's, and I think that specialization, it can be like a silver bullet, really. It can improve a lot of different things about your business. It can make you more profitable. It can make your systems and processes much easier as well. You're not learning on every project. There's a lot of benefits that come to it apart from just the ability to become an authority. Now that's exactly, I mean, you and I could probably talk for hours. And that was one of the things that like, for me, it was, you know, writing a book and that the the virtually famous is my framework for helping people build the framework or to differentiate. And that's my word too, is differentiation. But that's the key is that you said like you want to be an authority and a book is a perfect uh, segue. And I love that you did that. Now, it's when you, I want listen to a podcast of yours and she was, you niched her down into a membership. I forget what the, her, her. Yeah, that's, was. that's Rejade Richmond. And actually she wasn't a client of mine. She was just somebody who I had a call with and it was really interesting. I, I had a call with her and when I have intro calls with people, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm new to the coaching uh, mentality. And so I try and practice coaching on every call that I do. I try and coach people as part of what I'm doing. I just try and see, can I help out? And, and one of the things that I was talking to her about on that initial call was what we've just been talking about niching down. And typically when I'm talking to people, I'll get in a call with anybody for half, no matter who they are, what, what, what they do. I'm happy to spend half an hour chatting because I think it's always good to grow your network and talk to people. But I also love to talk about specialization and niching down and building authority. And I will talk to people about positioning because I think it's really interesting. And so I was talking to Rejade about her positioning and I was talking to her about the concept of specialization. And she was quite reticent about it, which a lot of people are, particularly when they're just introduced to the idea, because it feels like there is a little uh, reptile, there's a little crocodile brain in the back of her head. And it is screaming at us that this is danger because it's telling us don't go this way because it's against everything that seems that seems normal that to go from swimming in the ocean to swimming in a small pond. But actually, that's what makes it work is that you're now in the small pond and you could be the big fish. But yeah, what was really interesting was Rijay contacted me five months later and said, listen, I have to get in a call with you. I have to tell you what happened. And she had niched down after she we got off the call. She thought about it and she decided to niche down. And it had an amazing transformation in her business. She hired full-time staff. She's got a new premises. Her business is booming. And all of that. Now, she had a lot of things set up in her business to be able to take advantage of it. But I was just astonished by just how transformational it was. And that all came from just having a chat. Yeah, I think that, and and again, it came from the specialization specifically. That was the key. And how did you get her to niche down into a membership that was what my curiosity was it was like that was very interesting that you used like did you like when I used I when I first started I had love and launch your business and that Mm -hmm. was one of the things that we did was we had a questionnaire that told it took people through a process that looking at their old jobs what they liked what they didn't like what they, they loved it or they hated it 
and that yeah. kind of thing. Did, is that what you do when you're with your coaching clients? Do you do that same? Yeah. Way? So actually one of those tools that I mentioned, so one of them is the, is the spreadsheet where, where you basically do a past client audit. Um, one of them is a book. It's a blank book cover that I get people to actually do their book cover, their future book cover on. And another one of those is, is skills, interests, opportunities. And I actually like to call this good love, good love pays world. So what are you good at? What do you love doing? What pays well? And what does the world need? And there's the Japanese version of that one. So it can be three or four overlapping circles in a Venn diagram. And you can actually chart also with the, with the past client analysis, you can actually chart your previous clients onto this as well. But so one way of, of saying that is, is your skills, interests and opportunities. Another way is to say it's what, what, what's good, what, what do you love doing and what pays. So good love pays. And uh, so I use that, that overlapping Venn diagram. I get people to draw it out or print it out and to actually start to fill that in because uh, that will give you um, a really good indicator of where, what works and where you might go. That's awesome. That's awesome and that you were able to do that for her just in a 30 minute call. And I'm sure yeah, was- now listen, I've got to clarify because Rejade was not a client of mine and I didn't actually go through all of that with her on that call. I just talked to her about the concepts and I talked to her at a very high level about options, but I don't think that we went into any detail. Okay. Uh, and she, so she, she took on all of that work herself. That was, that part was black box to me. The, the only part that I can take credit for is to have talked to her about the concept of specialization and to, to have like, I'm like a dog with a bone when it comes to specialization. So I, I just won't let go of the concept. So if I am talking to people, yeah, but, but yeah, Rejade is a really smart lady and, and she already had a successful business, but I think that this just took it to the next level, but it was the concept of specialization is what I did, I think. And I don't want to take credit for anything that's on you, but, but again, I just think that it's just another example of how powerful specialization is because it's it's just one of these things I think that like I really genuinely think it's like a silver bullet and people say oh, there's no silver bullets yeah absolutely but this is very close can you give me some other examples then of people who've been through your program that you have actually niched down into like where they were and where they aren't like where they came out yeah, there's a couple of people. So for example, there was somebody who was, is working with, who was a LinkedIn trainer, a trainer in LinkedIn. And so she has niched down to doing LinkedIn purely for independent consultants, which happens to be the same field that I'm working in, but she's, she's working in, in that field. And somebody else, is, I, I used to work in the web design industry and I, I know that quite well. And I was working with a web designer and in the world of web design, typically people will specialize according to platform. And so I, I help somebody move away from a platform specialization in Shopify and to niche down into a vertical. So uh, to work with women's clothes. Specific. Yeah, those are a couple of examples. And then I'm, I'm working with a few people at the moment. I've just started a group program. And um, so there's a few people all in the same cohort working um, together and bouncing ideas off each other about their specializations. And I think that like the key message that I give to anybody about specialization is the fears that go along with it are absolutely normal and try and get some help with that. Try and get some feedback. It could be a business coach. It could be like a group mastermind. It could be somebody who's another business owner, but just be able to bounce your ideas off people. And in particular, just accept the fact that there are going to be fears. As soon as you pick a specialization, your brain is going to tell you it's the wrong one because that's just how it works. Um, (laughs) You have to try and push through some of that. I hear you. I think that, and see there you, as you can see, a lot of the, the one examples that you had 
were like LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a vehicle. Web mm-hmm. design, that's a vehicle. Shopify is a, a vehicle. And so the, I, I tend to help people who don't have a vehicle, who right. are not those people. And, and I love that you say that you need to bounce off because I my hashtag is circles, not silos. And yeah. it's working in, and that's why I'm, I wrote the, it's not about me, but that's why I wrote, I wrote the book about virtually famous. It's mm-hmm. because I wanted people to go into circles, not necessarily, they don't have to be with me. They just need to get into a circle so that they can actually bounce these marketing ideas and topics off of somebody else other than themselves, because they're working constantly. We came into this business to work at last, not more. And we, and all we do is think about our business 24 seven. And so if you have other people who can help you, then that's, that's half the battle is just working uh, in a hundred percent. Now, one of the really interesting things about specialization, I told, told you, I, I did warn you, I was like a dog about a bone here, a dog with a bone. But one of the really interesting things about specialization is when you're a generalist, you tend to be competing with everybody because you do everything for everybody. And so does everybody else. And when you specialize and you niche down, you're usually picking a, a small target market and to work with on one problem. And so what happens is it becomes easier to collaborate with other people. And you start to see your peers as people on the same journey with the same mission and not as direct competitors. And that's a really interesting thing, I think, about specialization. So it actually does help with that networking and that collaboration and that working with other people. So like you're saying, not having silos, come back to circles, not silos. Yeah. But what was interesting that you're saying that is that we had to have a conversation before this conversation. We got on the phone to talk because we had to, he had to decipher, hold on here, your message, your words are very similar to my words. That's why we had to decipher, okay, what's your vehicle? What's my vehicle? And we're not in competition with one another. Yeah. Now, I I personally, I think that there isn't really anything, uh, that there's no real direct competition, at least in the field of professional services. I think that somebody is always going to pick the person that that fits them. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so- there are almost, and, and one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you was because I wanted to invite you on my podcast, because everybody who uh, somebody might consider to be my direct competitor, I have invited and had on a, as a guest on my podcast, because I wanted to talk to them. I wanted to learn from them. I wanted to see if there's ways that we could work together. And I, I think that it's really useful to do that. And I think it's a much better way to approach it. I think it's also the difference between having that scarcity mindset and clutching and wanting to hold on to everything for yourself and having a, that abundance mindset where you accept that there's plenty out there for everybody. Um, I, I said to um, my business coach, Philip Morgan, I was talking to him about this and I said, I, I, I feel like this is, I'm standing under the Niagara Falls with a glass. And so um, if there's two of us standing there, like it, it doesn't, there's no, like we're not in competition with each other. All, all we got to do is fill the glass. And so like the, the even, even if I could work with a thousand clients at a time, which I can't, I, I think that most people that I work with and who most of my clients, the maximum clients that they could have in a year is 10. We couldn't possibly work with any more than that because we just don't have the time and the energy to do that. So I think that in reality, you're probably competing with less people than you think you are. Not only that, is that some somebody's going to like you over me and vice versa. There's just certain people who resonate with you. There's people I listen to their podcast and it's, I don't know that I can work with them because oh, yeah. of 
the the way that there's just certain things that you know but I, I had Alan Weiss Dr. Alan Weiss who is an extremely polarizing character he has an abundance of confidence let's say and he also likes to poke people he also has written 65 books and his body of work is just incredible so Alan Weiss is the guy who wrote Million Dollar Consulting and so he does in in a way he he helps the same audience as he has a massive platform he's a huge audience a million times more people know who he is that than know who I am but I'm sure that some of the people listening to that will say you know what I'd rather work with Alistair than with Alan and I'm sure that there's a lot of people who say I'd rather work with the guy who wrote Million Dollar Consulting and that's okay too everybody is not for everybody you got to see who's a good fit for you that's exactly right I I love that I love that you it really resonates with me like it really it, it with you, you just love what you're doing. And when you're working with somebody who loves what they're doing, like I, you, you say dog with a bone, but I think it's just a love and a passion that really comes through the camera for hopefully it's coming through the mic is that you love what you do. And I, and that's half the battle when you start your online business. And I think that if anybody needs somebody who really needs to help to get help with that niching down and finding that category, then um, definitely reach out to Alistair. Now, Alistair, do you have some, I'm going to put your links in the show notes, but do you have an actual like opt-in that you have on for podcasts? Yeah. If, if you go to my website, the recognized authority.com and on there, there's a start here page that has lots of free resources, but right on the homepage, there's a link right at the very top of the homepage, which says, get my emails. And the, the first thing that you'll get is a seven day course oh, on okay. how to increase your authority. And, and that's why I call it the journey to authority course. And if you sign up for that, you'll get a sequence of emails from me. And each one is just like a little mini lesson on the, the stages, the kind of explaining my thoughts on the journey to authority. I have a little diagram, a uh, little drawing, and that, that shows how I think it works. And, you know, the, the, the thing about that journey to authority is it will be relevant for some people and it won't be relevant for other people. So I know it'll definitely be relevant for people who are experts like consultants and people like that. I don't know the coaching market very well, and I, I don't tend to work with coaches as clients of mine. And so I don't know how, how relevant it is for them. I'd be really interested to hear from any coaches who look at it and, and want to give me feedback on that. I'd love to know if it's relevant, but I know for sure that it works for consultants because it works with that kind of, um, that kind of model. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. I, I really enjoy talking with you every time we talk. I appreciate it. Thank you. And it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Hey, boss. It's Louise. And does it feel like now new coaches are popping up in your category every single day? The market has expanded due to the great resignation and making it more difficult to stand out online than ever before, because everyone is creating the same reels, TikTok posts, just like you. It's become more of a parking lot full of maybe the same make and model and less of the highway to freedom, which is where you started. Now, it's time to drive your different home and create a category of one. We're going live on Thursday, June the 9th at noon Eastern and 9 a.m. Pacific. The live class is called drive your different home. So be sure to join us on June 9th at 12 Eastern and bring your workbook that you can download. We'll give you all the links in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. Bye for now.